I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Everyday Struggle podcast with myself, Nadeska, and my amazing co-host, DJ Academics and Wayno. Now, this week, we had a chance to chop it up with Nick Cannon to hear what really went down with Azalea Banks on the Wild and Out set. Plus, we got his take on some of the biggest hip-hop moments of the summer. That's all coming up, but we kicked off the week with Birdman issuing an official apology to Lil Wayne on stage at Lil Louisiana Fest after years of messy legal battles. At least shed a tear. At least okay. voice cracked something. <laughs> One thug. Nah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was like, yeah, man, Playboy, you know what I mean? We're going to rock this shit forever. And I'm like, that's it? That's the apology? <laughs> but it's either two things to me. I'm looking at it, number one, either... Like, this, it looks like a finesse now, man. Like, they were beefing. Now they're back. Both got hold paid. Hold on, hold on. They hold both got on. paid. Hold on. A finesse really act? Yes, universal pay the gold. Like, a three-year finesse? How long is this lost? That's been going on for a long time. But I, Who well, even wins Hold on, hold on. Pull out this. <laughs> if I'm Birdman, do you think I feel any type of remorse? I'm apologizing for not giving the guy the money he wanted over a couple of years. And in the end, when I'm apologizing for it, I still didn't give him no money. Universal paid it. He don't care. So why apologize But he had now? to sign. No, he still okay. had to sign off on the business for it to get done. <laughs> Come on, but you're not paying it out. Like, all that money that you put in the gold toilet in your fucking mansion, like, you're not taking that money back to pay Wayne. I think Birdman probably looks at it to say, yo, you know what? This should have been resolved earlier because, let's be honest, man, as much as Wayne is an icon, Wayne is in, in the limelight of his career. At this point, he'll forever be a legend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's one of the artists that I will bank on heating it right back up again. But those years of him being kind of out of mind and out of sight, unless we're hearing about the lawsuit, probably took a toll on Wayne, who's who's definitely going to go down maybe on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. So, so Birdman is to be blamed for that if that was fucking up the music being released. But in terms of me thinking he's sorry for stiffing him on the money... No, but that was my first thought, right? That was just one thought? Yeah, that was one thought. <laughs> and, uh, and also, also <laughs> the way I waited was like, okay, Dad, and gave him a hug. I'm like, oh, shit, this, like, you feel like you don't give a fuck. But what would you even yeah, do well, in I mean, that situation? Bro, you, listen, anything over $100, man, that might sour our friendship for life. Uh, $51 million, we might not see. Every, it's it not friendship, though. It's family. It's different. It's blood, essentially, even if it's not blood. You know what I mean? Come on. Think about it. Well, like well, your, well, it was like your cousin or your uncle. Your it's Stockholm uncle. Syndrome. That's what it is. I want to know <laughs> this, right? Like, facts, though. You look it up? Good job, Ash. No, no, no. Think about it. But look at this. All the stuff that we've seen him go through, does that, like, kind of change? You know, every perception is mo- everything, right? Like, does that change the perception of how we received a lot of his music? Like, because he hasn't been, Wayne hasn't been as hot as he was for a long time, but he has been dropping music, right? So when he was going through this, with the way people perceive sales and shit, right? Like, because people think if a record is selling high from their favorite artist, then that means it's dope. Did, did that make a lot of people's minds change because he was going through that? Like, oh, man, we got to get the real Weezy once he's done with all of this shit. Not Weezy that's going through shit and his music is not reaching the same. Or was he putting out... Do you feel like he was putting out the same level of music? I feel like... Well, he, he put out one... I can't remember the name of the tape. One bad when tape. When I was on title? Um, not one before that. He did one before that, and I think a lot of people, like me included, were like, "Yo, bro, we're kind of tired." It was around Christmas. It was like, "Yo, bro, we're kind of tired of the, all the shit comparisons." We get it. You're the shit. You get it. You're like toilet paper and toilet bowl. We get it. 
But you got to move on to other things. And it was about see, trying to see a guy who was a 15-year veteran kind of progress. And I think it took, I don't know if he would probably cognizantly like acknowledge that, but like he challenged himself and he started like upping his shit. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple of joints I heard from him, like he's on fire. Now there's not the, that buzz and that, oh shit, is new Wayne crazy, all that shit. But I see, I see all the shit that I saw in him when he was on that crazy run when he was dropping drought three. Of course, maybe not to that level, but I see the same guy who did it. I think what it is is that, and this is to your point about like fucking up the music release schedule, it's one thing if niggas doing remixes and you're just doing freestyles, which these days I'm not too sure if a freestyle still has the same amount of power that he used to when Wayne was doing Drought 3 and shit. You can really just drop freestyles over everybody's shit and nobody will think about those original beats. Oh, dedication, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And now I think with him, like, we just need singles. We want to see him working with the other popular artists. We don't want to just get freestyles. And he's not going to be dropping singles if he's not putting out a project. So we're not getting the, the entire music. So he's all off Cash Money. He's all off Cash Money now. He's on Universal, but hearing Birdman says it's forever. That's what he said. <laughs> he said this shit forever. I don't know if it means if it's his friendship. They're, they're Come on, man. You don't know what he means. Nah, I don't know, bro. It's Birdman. <laughs> you don't know. Like. Birdman's the nigga who said, yo, any contract could be recontracted. He might sign another contract. We wait. Hey, man. You call Birdman <laughs> Eric Snow, man. Birdman's Eric Snow. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, look, I'm glad they're good. Or I'm glad that they're good or too. Possibly good. Maybe Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee. Come, you're wildin'. Like Aaron McKee. You gonna call like Aaron McKee? Are you out of your mind? Why? Can you guys explain? So, for all right. So Aaron McKee. McKee right. Aaron McKee was a shooting guard that plays second to Allen Iverson. Eric Snow was a point guard that plays second to Allen Iverson. We're talking about. Birdman, he's a owner. You know what I mean? Like, you will call him. Right. No, no, no. Your sports I, comparisons are kind of trash. Horrible. After this is on point. No. no, that's not on Wait, point. Wait, this is on point. First of all, first of all let, me, let me get in tune with the um, YouTube in viewers tune, right here. Right. Let's get in tune. Um, we had this conversation, which was a podcast exclusive. Podcast, so if right. you don't watch the podcast, you probably missed this whole uh, debate we had. Right. But I said this, right? Birdman and Wayne, when it comes to them being on a song, mm-hmm. you can't, like, he was trying to compare them like some iconic duo. No, I said, you, you were talking about, you were talking best, about contemporary, best contemporary the desk duo. Moderate. Moderate. Right, hold the desk of moderate. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's go into it. In Axe Defense, mm-hmm. Wayne might have mentioned them, but then we clarified and moved on. It was a fan question no, about, we like... Said best like you said duos. You said best contemporary duos. Look, no, no I, listen, we didn't say player coach. <laughs> best duos. Like, if we're talking about, like, iconic duos, we don't consider them, like, they didn't have an insane musical output, but I could see the point he was making. It wasn't completely ridiculous. All I said is That's that, like, Father Like Son was a very good a album. Moment. There was a moment there were an iconic Like, Father duo. Like Son was a very good album. All right. I'm gonna change up my comparison. It's more like LeBron James and Booby Gibson. Let's let's yeah, because he's wilding now. Yo, you can't like, name me a standout Birdman verse that he got with Wayne. No, it wasn't really about the music. If we're talking, okay, about no, 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 I was definitely talking. There's about not a lot of standout Birdman verses, but there's a lot of good Birdman songs. It's a lot of great. Did bring up some big time and shit. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, big time has got a lot of classics. Okay, he was going in then, but when it was him and Wayne, when Wayne was doing his thing, the most the Tolerable, I'll say tolerable, was when he uh, introduced Wayne on like an intro verse to We Taking Over. Y'all remember that? Okay. You just need Birdman to like I swag on the track. Yeah, yeah. You don't need beats. these actual Come on, man. <laughs> All right, let's. If talk. you don't know that whole verse by Wayne, hard to, like you must have been born in a Young Thug era. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm sure there's another chapter to come in the Birdman and Wayne saga, but for now, let's talk about Quavo. The Migos rapper made an appearance on the Angie Martinez show this week where he teased and also tried to avoid questions about a new project coming next month. Is this the right time for Quavo to drop a solo project? You know. That must be an EP at least. For sure. Uh, nah, that wasn't an EP. That was just some records. Cause but I'm, it's a I'm setup funny. for an EP or a setup for an it's album. A, it's an alley for the biggest slam dunk in the game. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. Does it, this is all laid out and planned? Do we have a date? and a t- Oh. Too soon? It's going to be crazy. Nah, it's too soon. But is it coming soon? Skirt. It's on the way. Does now feel like the right time for Quavo to drop a solo project? How do you think it would be received? Uh, I mean, why not? 
You know, what was that face? No, because I'm just saying. I'm the face. Oh, that was your thinking face. Yeah, it's just okay. me thinking. Like it's just me. Like why not? I mean, at this point, they have like all the success mm-hmm. as a group, right? Like they they've done. I wouldn't say everything, but almost everything they they've could done do a as a lot group. In they've the done past a few years. They've done a lot as right. a group. I mean, from where they started to where they're at now. So him doing a solo project doesn't hurt them. I mean, t- um, Offset does side projects. You know, mm-hmm. he did the shit with Twenty One and Metro. Um, he's well, I wouldn't say uh, collaborated on another project, but he jumps on a lot of songs. As far as um, who am I talking about? Offset, right? He jumps yeah. on a lot of different projects. So I know that they have more than enough music. Like if they record enough to give us that much content from a group for five years, you can mm-hmm. only imagine what he has solo. Right. So I don't I don't think it's a bad idea. It's just all about the timing. And they're on the tour with Drake. Like, there's no better timing Time than that. It's perfect. And what do you think? How does that affect the group? Depending on how successful the project is. No, I think this is great. <clears throat> I've always said that, like, you see, the group is a vehicle to get to a lot of places that maybe individually um, you may have been limited from. Because if you're going to have a group, what I'm strong at, you may not be strong at what you're strong at. I might not, not be strong at, but once the group is already to a certain place, you you got to branch off as an individual, not leave the group, but you got to branch off to make the group stronger. You got to now build your personal brands. And Quavo is a superstar. It's amazing watching Quavo over here, Kiki and giggle with Angie Martinez. You can get five answers out of this nigga, at the, <laughs> and I love Quavo. But, but like, it, it, I'm talking about growth. Right. I watched the first interviews. From the Migos, and they were like, it felt like they were talking to the feds. It was like they were, they were looking at each other, like, "You want to tell them? You want to tell them? <laughs> they fresh, they they fresh off the block yeah. at that time." Mm-hmm. But now they're they're full superstars, <clears throat> and you see Quavo how he's handling himself, and, and he's kind of being branded as like the next like big star. The thing is, we just don't know if he could carry it on a solo level, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the really? thing. And what would make no, you doubt no, I'm, that? Well, I'm. I'm I really think that. Mm. I'm going to liken it to Sway Lee, right? Uh, Sway, I think they were a little bit nervous about doing a Sway Lee solo project. That's why they packaged it with uh, the Shrem Life 3 and the solo project for Slim Jimmy. Because honestly, I thought uh, Sway Lee should have just did a solo album. Remember, that's that, that was one of my Still, critique, still. Right? Every yeah. collab he does, even the one you were talking it's, about, yeah, Nicki's album, It Sounds Like Kim, it's just so good. Why don't well, we have a Sway Lee I, solo project? You know what I like in the two act? And it's just, you know, from the group, my favorite group <clears throat> is The Locks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite group was The Locks. And I remember, like, Jada Kiss being the strongest person out of The Locks and everybody, like, fiending for a Jada Kiss album, fiending for a Jada Kiss album. And it was like, well, Will it hurt the locks? Like, will that hurt the locks? And no, it actually didn't. Yeah. You had Jada Kiss come out, then you had Sheik. I mean, actually, you had Styles come out with his solo. Then Jada, then Jada went in with another solo, and I think Sheik came or they came around the same time. So I don't think that we know that he could carry songs by himself, but I don't think it's gonna hurt them at all. We have to really question: Can he do it? He carries songs with everybody else on it. I think he could do his own thing. Yeah, but a, a full album? Yeah. Does sometimes, I, what is that anymore, though? Also, it could be seven songs, two and a half minutes each. Right. right. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Just being, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel it should be like an EP. I feel like uh, you throw it out, give them the promo it, see how that goes. And I think Offset is more of a uh, knockout of the park for me, which you might think differently. Because you know what? I look at Quavo more as <clears throat> Hook's Melodies. He, like, for example, I remember when he was on... Uh, Wins and losses for Meek, and he gave Meek a very dope hook. But a lot of times you see him sparingly. You're, you're not seeing him for the entire song. So when, 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 you, when it's all Quavo, and of course he would have features. And yeah, yeah features, of course, of course. But it might be too much. Again, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Right, right. Of course I want it. But I'm thinking if you're trying to be strategic with it and Coach K and P, mm-hmm. I could imagine they got this map all the, the way out. That's the thing. They probably out. are on the TD cycle. Like, all right, Quavo, you're up now. Let's give it six months. The next one drops. Because I don't feel like we need another Migos project right at now. At the same time, though, I kind of feel about QC how, like, 50 said one time when G-Unit was hot. He was like, I could sell a blank CD. Hmm. That's how hot he, That's how hot G-Unit was at one point in time. They could put out anything and it would go. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't you, you you were more into the brand of who they were and what they built. So with Quavo at the point that he's at right now, what how how can he miss? Right. Like how, what real strategy do you need to put out a Quavo project? I don't even mean like, okay. well, let, let I go. Yeah. well, if it's going to be something that comes and goes like Honcho Jack, don't do it. Well, all right. Now, I think what Honcho Jack, the way that came and went was because. 
Travis was probably still working. When did that come out? Like the end of last year? Hunter Jack? Or was it the beginning of this year? I don't really remember. I think it was last year. It was, it was definitely this year. Yeah, the very Yeah, the very like end of last year. So he probably was working on Astro World at that time, yeah. right? Quavo's doing whatever Quavo's Culture doing. Culture 2. Culture 2, right? <clears throat> it was something to throw out, but they didn't really have a chance to... Pro- I mean, how many people did we really get to see a full-on run other than in the past few years that dropped joint projects other than Drake and Future, which they did the Summer 16 tour? Yeah. And maybe the other one you could think of is Hove and Kanye will watch this wrong. Mm-hmm. Most of the projects that come out together, you don't really see too much of them running around, which I feel like that was just attributed to them both being busy. But Quavo, I mean, Quavo can still be Quavo with the Migos, right? So Quavo can still do all the runs he's doing and do everything. You see him most of the time by himself. Like, he's the only one playing basketball, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. Like, well, well, I think to even your point, but, but that's the, your point that you're making is actually the exact point I'm making, right? Uh-huh. Not only running around, but, like, s- some of the tracks that we heard on Hancho Jack, of course, we heard way better songs on... Uh, Astro World, right. and of course the Migos layer themselves put out better tracks. I'm just thinking, if we're getting a, a, a Quavo solo album, right? Is this going to be the focus of where the best Quavo songs are going, or is still mm. filtering it to the the, the Migos album? Because again, saying. it might be throwaways. You I get me? Like saying. again, if, if this is not a concerted effort to say, yo, for the next year, year and a half, even though he's still in the Migos. We're branding and we're going to focus on Quavo as a solo artist. I don't think they're giving the best songs, even if it features the other two, be like, okay, this is on Quavo's solo album. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not even, you know who I'm more excited to hear a solo project from? Offset. Mm. Me personally, I'm I'm more excited to hear Offset. But that's the thing, I feel like we can't be sure that it's going to be Quavo for the next year and a half. It might be Quavo for the next few months and then Offset for the next few months and then take off. You know what I mean? And then the Migos come back Everyone elevates and then they come back together and they're even bigger. That's why I think it should be EPs. That would make sense. Well, when you drop an album and also a lot of this shit is like smoke and mirrors and perception. Mm -hmm. Just like you say, they're hot enough to sell a blank CD. That fades real quickly if you put out a couple of joints and people are like, that ain't it, Chief. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you want to keep that perception like, nah, everything we dropping is it. I think that they just got to Wu-Tang it at this point. And what I mean by that is like, you know, Wu-Tang would drop <clears throat> their album and then, I mean, it was way more of them than it was the Migos, but yeah. then they would drop, you have Ghostface drop his shit, Raekwon, mm-hmm. but Raekwon was featured on Ghostface's album and Ghostface was featured on Raekwon's album. So I, even with them dropping EPs, it'll all be like an iteration of, Amigos album because they're going to be featured on it, yeah. right? Just, we got to see their growth. I don't think a year and a half ago a lot of people realized how big of a star Offset could be separate of the group. You know what right. I mean? And I hear Takeoff is the funniest person. He never speaks. Maybe we'll hear him speak and make <laughs> some jokes God, next year, it. right? See them all grow individually. I think hey, it'd be good. Hey, what if I, if I told you it looks like they may be <clears throat> a little nervous in doing these solo projects? Really? Wait, because if you're going to do a project outside the group, mm. why, why is it another joint project? We don't want to hear with no more niggas. Like, you're already, we're here with two niggas all but the that's time. That's why you just call it something else. No, it's no, a but playlist. That's it's no, a no. capsule collection. No, the first time we heard... Merch. The right. first time we heard a project with Quavo, we heard Quavo and, and, um, and Travis Scott. And then we heard uh, 21 and Offset. Offset. Yeah. Why did we get what solo projects the, then? The, the, what happened to the Yachty and Takeoff tape? And that's coming mm. as well. Right. Then we were getting Glacier Boys. So... I, I think that they've kind of... niggas getting money. That's what I know. <laughs> I think basically, this is what I was saying. The branding of the Migos, of them being a trio, you don't want to f- make it feel like people are branching off. They have been a little bit very careful. Very careful and make sure that we don't see anyone as a solo member. Gotcha. Right? We ain't Beyonce in this group. Okay? <laughs> and now on to some Struggle Exchange fan questions, my favorite part of the show. First up, comparing Travis Scott's Astroworld album to Kanye's graduation. This is from Lorenzo. Um, Very interesting spelling there. I've never seen Lorenzo spelled like that. But anyway, he says, what's up, gang? I'm a big fan of Kanye West. And when I listen more and more to Astroworld, I truly believe that this is Travis's equivalent to graduation. What do y'all think? This is such an interesting question because I've always thought that, like, uh, the Kanye and Travis sound has blended a lot. Like, the Yeezus era was very interesting for me. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, is he comparing <laughs> it just because it's, like, the third album? Like, I, <laughs> just because... I actually numbers. agree with this. And, and I definitely didn't think of this before. I've seen it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. This is why I agree with it. 
Graduation, the sound of Kanye with college dropout, late registration, graduation, it, it kind of became a little bit more mainstream, but it evolved and became bigger. Hmm. And with Travis Scott Astro World, you know, a lot of people, because his last project, what was it called, Birds in the Trap? Like, they mm. were like, yo, I hope the next one is going to be more like Rodeo. Mm. And a lot of times fans get married to, like, your first album. Mm. And he took some elements of that, <clears throat> and he kind of just made it bigger, or tried to, at least. So, again, I'm not saying, and this is where I got to watch my words, I'm not saying it's graduation level. Right. If we're going to say what's his graduation this this is definitely it for All right, him. and so just just a quick refresher. Um, mine is so bad. So champion, stronger. I was about good to say, life. Can't tell me nothing. I was about to say Ken. I mean, flashing I was lights. Ken. No, just thinking about I'm, sort I'm of the. I'm not comparing the album. No, you said, so no, no, no. I'm just I'm saying this because you said uh, he, with this album it became bigger. He had big tracks. You're saying it's for Travis. So I'm just trying to remind you, you guys remember of strong, what was on I, it. Stronger was that song when I first mm. heard. I said. Damn, this is Kanye. Like Kanye, like moved into a different realm. That was like mm -hmm. global music. I, f I feel you on that, but I, you know what? Does he have? Does Travis have, have a good life on uh, Astroworld? Fuck good life. He ain't got a can't tell me nothing. He ain't got a can't tell me nothing on there. Now, now because he brought up these names, we are gonna kind of compare them but right? it's not just I a completely empty comparison in, this, you in his defense just because they've obviously worked together and uh, they clearly have influenced each other I feel, I feel like direction as far as like his career i feel like all right graduation is what kind of catapulted yay right is what, what really catapulted yay into those next conversations with the record mainstream like, global yeah, star big mm -hmm. brother on it see the thing is is just that that's one of my favorite kanye albums because he was rapping a lot on that album mm -hmm. right which i ain't gonna lie travis i, I wouldn't compare him to Ye as a rapper but he kind of got a, a few joints on there where he's going in but do you consider them in the same vein where we think kanye is one of the greatest artists of all times in terms of production and okay um, rapping but not necessarily and, and, a great all, rapper let me say this too you, you see with kanye Beyond just the music and the sound, by the time we got to graduation, we saw a man evolving. Like, even with the records, you saw a lot of emotion that he was expressing through all his records. You mentioned Big Brother, right? Travis Scott music is a little bit different. It's kind of like a little turn-up <laughs> shit, you feel me? Like, And while there's some sincerity and probably some lines that really mean some shit, like, it's hard to compare it to an album like <clears throat> Graduation because Graduation... Like really, like there's a different time in music. Yeah, and and it, it's I don't know. It holds a different place when I'm thinking about how I view Kanye, mm -hmm. right? Maybe it's because Kanye is like six albums in, right? Right, but um, well, if we're talking just trajectory at that point, trajectory at this point in Kanye's the, career, the at this only point way, in Travis, the do you only feel comparison. like Travis has evolved sort of and been pushing culture as much as Kanye? It, yeah, I, I feel like he has a, a newfound respect. He has a definitely has a newfound respect that has taking him out of the conversation with, what, with a lot of peers he had previously, right? And that's due to him putting out a good album and it's selling very well. Mm. Like, he's already, that shit is already platinum. Now, what's that, two weeks, three weeks, right? It's already platinum. So I think that he's in a, a definitely in a different conversation as far as artistry. That's why we was talking about before, is he in the top five of the best artists today? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm before top five, was based on solely lyricism. I'm over that. Like, I understand that that's not the forefront. And even when Kanye was the man, he wasn't put into the top five just based on total lyricism. It was just making making music. So I do feel like he's in there. I do feel like he's got further than what everybody thought he would be. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, I'm not saying that I didn't think he was going to be a big artist, but it's happened in three albums. You know, it's really happened in three yeah. albums. So I, I, we can... <clears throat> kind of put that there. It's just I hold graduation in a certain place. Yeah, yeah the only way I, I... It's the album that brings him to a astronomically different level, but that's about it as far as comparison. Sickle mode is cool, but can't tell me nothing's a classic. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole other level. I just... I don't want him to go 808s and heartbreaks after this. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> then we got a really good question about Young M.A., which turned into a surprisingly long debate.
from Alua, if I'm saying that correctly. Do you think Young M.A. doesn't receive enough recognition because she's gay? Bar for bar, she is the best female rapper out right now, but doesn't get the credit because she's more masculine than feminine. Why is that? Now, we've spoken about Young M.A. before and attributed this to sort of her having a mega hit single and taking too long to drop other music. Mm -hmm. But do you guys believe her being gay also have, has an effect on how popular she is? Somewhat. Absolutely. I, I, I do because I feel like... um. I think she's the, like, I, I don't want to say that she's the first, right? I feel like she's the first to, to, to push it in a certain aspect, right? Like, when you it's, when you look at Young M.A., a lot of people, you don't really view her, like, when she speaks, you forget that she's a, a woman, mm. right? Um, and I think that when we talk in terms of female rappers, we never had... We a, need, a, like, a, a Missy. There's been no one yeah, sort of like, in between... That's right, we never had one that looked like one of the homies. Like, Recently, you know what I'm saying? In like, recent times, a, a, yeah. In, in recent times, yeah. that has had the success that she's had. Yeah. And, you know, having such a mega hit single, it's like, how can you do it again? But I do think that she gets a little bit of flack because a lot of people just don't know how to take it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people just don't... They, they know about her, but they're still trying to figure out who she is. And a lot of people aren't gay. A lot of people aren't gonna... A lot of people are gonna judge her based on that, mm -hmm. right? And not her bars. But she's hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The dope rapper. You know what I mean, she deserves the, the, the credit that she gets for being a dope rapper, but I think that does hinder her from time to time. Uh, I don't believe it's because she's gay at all. I, I think it's really about image and branding. Because if she was gay, right, and or lesbian, and, and, she, and she looked sexy with big titties and was like over-sexualized, I think people love her. Nicki Minaj just came out and was like, yeah, I'm lesbian. It worked. But, it worked. But, but that's what we was just basically saying, though. Like, But that's, like, I mean, so I, I'm going to throw out sexuality. I think it's just... I mean, you, I guess you were part of the image part of, the of her sexuality, yeah. like the image of her. Sexuality. If she played into that, like we're seeing these, the easiest way to get into female rap is over, overly sexualizing not only yourself but also your rhymes. So I'm rhyming about sexual shit and being kind of a little bit lewd. But I like that she does it and she's rapping about girls. Usually it's hearing men but rap see, very explicitly about women and I actually really like hearing her do Let's it. just keep it a band. Niggas is not relating to you hitting a chick with a dildo. Like, 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 like for real. Like, she says that in rhymes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Why can't you appreciate it, though? I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. Let me try to find Hold on, hold on. So you tell me when she said shorty made me weak when she deep throw you and feel like... Okay, fine. We'll just run with that example. Did Seriously, wait, no. As a man, you can't be like, all right, I understand. You, you, understand, you understand, but then what I'm saying but is But then you still people, feel weird about like, it? Yo, listen, man, God is not your only judge. People are going to fucking judge you, yo. I'm not saying what I judge her upon, right? I'm just saying that a lot of people are not going to are going to be reluctant to listen because when they start listening, they're like, oh, she be rapping about that. I can't really get into and that. And do you think it's like an age thing? Is it all rap fans? You think younger well, she, fans are more open-minded? She's I would very hope young. So. I mean, she she she's only like twenty-five or twenty-four. Or something yeah, I'm sure like there's that. like some veterans in hip hop who are never the, gonna. The question is, does her being gay, um, what is it? Does it hinder her career? Does she not get the respect she deserves? Right. And I, like I said, I feel like for where she's at in her career, where she how the way she came out mm -hmm. as far as an artist, a lot of people was thrown off by it because you had a lot of um women who are gay that hid that because they don't want to deal with the scrutiny. What you know? if she dropped two more hits? It, no, that, a, like a hit, right nobody after, a, would this have even been a conversation? Nobody, like me personally, I don't care. Like when people said with Tyler, everybody thought, thinks Tyler's trolling if he's gay or if he is. Okay. I don't care. Like I really just love the way he raps. I don't care. Mm. Now, 
if he says certain shit, does it make me think in my mind like, oh yeah, that boy was kind of crazy? Yeah, like I know people who can't appreciate Frank Ocean because he may or may not be rapping about dudes sometimes. Seriously? No, listen, I'm gonna keep. Listen, I'm gonna out. keep it. No, I'm gonna keep it all Both the way hundred. Listen, way. I'm gonna keep it all the way hundred. No, 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 no. It, it, you gotta realize how people internalize music. Not saying you can't say the art ain't dope. Right. I'm because saying, usually like, when you're listening to other right. music, you can relate to it for real. Like you're out here shooting people. No, and no, 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 no. Here's, a here's love the thing. Song? Here's the thing. No. A song here's, about here's, do something? No, wait a second. Wait. I love talking Hold to dudes about now. this. Men get so uncomfortable. No, look, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't hate anybody, right? I don't hate anybody. I feel like wh whomever, wh wh however you live your life is how you live your life. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and say when I found out Frank Ocean was gay that his music didn't sound different at certain times. Because does that change love? It don't change love. It don't change love, but I'm just like, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. I'm just fucking with you guys because I understand it. I'm gonna give you a perfect example, right? So one of Frank Ocean's really dope songs is Thinking About You, right? No, I'm That's just, great. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's a very dope song. No, no, okay, right? But, go ahead. And, and it's kind of it's kind of like gender ambiguous. Like he doesn't say I'm thinking about her or right. Him. Right. Yeah. right. Now, when you find out he's gay, it gives a little context, but the song's still dope. You can still right. rock out with it. Now, imagine if the song was just I'm thinking about him. I can't, it, it, it like, <laughs> right. I don't know if I could sing that in rock with, like, Barbie, Barbie dreams, Question. Where, where she's like, dreams of fucking I, I'm gonna one of these rappers. So when, so you, when a right, rapper is dripping about a woman gushing, dripping down her thighs, you think, as a woman who generally dates men, I'm listening to that, I'm like, oh, man, thank you for these great no, 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 that's, that's like, why I don't understand why y'all be like, chicks, the, the lines where rappers are calling chicks bitches and hoes, if you in a club, Chicks sing that a lot. I don't get that. I don't get that. Really, I don't. Just like when, when Nikki's performing Dreams of Fucking One of These Rap Niggas. Hilarious. That's not what I'm... I ain't singing that. So everybody that never comes on in the club because all the men put on air muffs or what? No, no, you no. Just, listen, you just right under the table? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I, I don't know what club <laughs> I'm not singing that part. I would love to listen, see listen, you in the club. Listen, listen. I'll give you... Devil's Advocate, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Frank Ocean. If Frank Ocean... He doesn't come, even though he's gay, he doesn't come across as a feminine man, mm -hmm. right? If Frank Ocean was a, a feminine man and he had a, he spoke, his speaking voice was like a woman. Mm -hmm. You think people, like his, his, his perception of him would be very different than what it is. Mm -hmm. It'd be totally different. Oh, I know the perception is. I, I'm just, I like having this conversation with men because I like the excuses you guys come Listen, up with. Listen, you know dudes got like, Exactly, that's all. I'm just, I'm going to keep poking because no, no, it's fine. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that for Young and Mado. Like, but you said that for Nikki last year, that her rapping too much about sex with men makes you uncomfortable and you can't no, listen to it. No, not uncomfortable. I'm not singing songs where you're of course, talking I'm not about gonna you say. sucking a cock. I'm sorry. Like, that's not, that's not <laughs> like the thing that I'm about to bump in the headphones. Again... <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm a little confused why women would really be rocking out to songs uh, that's objectifying them. And listen, man, so we rock, out, be, the so we no rock out the songs that sound good. I've been listening to songs about niggas killing niggas my whole life. Mm. When, when one of my friends die, I'm sad. What when I see Barbie another black dreams? man lose, wait a second, when I see, no, let's, don't go there. When I see another black man get killed, I'm sad. Do I like hearing songs about black men killing other black men? Yes, I cannot lie because mm. of how they articulate it, right? Do I want that mm. to happen? Absolutely not. In terms of Young M.A., mm. I think Young M.A. deserves all the respect for being an MC, yep. right? Master of ceremony, move the crowd, everything that that embodies, right? But we cannot act like it's not a large majority of people mm -hmm. that are not that are completely comfortable with who she is. Yeah, I'm cool with who she is, yeah. but it's we're talking about perception of others and yeah. how they view her. Uh, uh, you can't hear every fan's voice, but there's definitely going to be pe there's people who hate gay people. Of course there are. So there's going to be people in this very homophobic culture that we are living. So, so in. there's going to be people that be like, man, I'm not listening to that shit because yeah. because of whatever. You and know what? And this is why I want Young Thug to wear every gorgeous dress that he wants. Because <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I'm staying on that point while I understand that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's what it is. I really believe, like, in terms of women who could rap. When I first heard Remy come on, I was like, yo, Remy come on aggressive as a motherfucker, yeah. right? Now, I think the image, the image and of course, she as a person is much different. I think with Young M.A., she's, uh, she's breaking ground. It's like we saw, when Kanye broke the mold of, yo, I could be the pink polo nigga that's not no street dude, and I'm rapping. Mm -hmm. Got a little resistance for a while, and of course, like that's different than we're talking about a woman who is basically pretty masculine, 
in terms of looks and parents and all that. So she's having a tougher time, but she's breaking the mold. Cardi B broke the mold in some sense for what she's doing. So, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of all about breaking the mold. And I, I think it's people getting used to that, not getting used to her being gay. Mm. I'm telling you, <laughs> like most of like niggas forgive women for like even the, the person who the person who hates homosexuals, a lot of them dudes, mm. they'll be like, yeah, I don't like two dudes, but two girls, that's cool. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's why a whole nother hey, episode. Right? That's, yeah, that's, a, that's why Nicki Minaj, <laughs> in my opinion, when she came out, she says, oh, word, Minaj fucks, it works. I'm gay. Yeah. She rocked with it. Like I heard on Queen Raider just say, I should go back to liking women. Mm -hmm. and, and I forgot, I'm like, yeah, she she was on that. That was a thing. So I don't think it's but was her that liking a marketing women. Tool or was that, yeah, that, that was just... But it was packaged and branded well. Right. Yeah. So, so, so when you saw her, you're like, damn, imagine. I just think, like, you start I think thinking that, differently. Uh, because people just don't and like a lot of people. Like I said, that's a whole nother episode. There's a whole different conversations. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just don't know how to take that aspect of because um, like you said, two feminine women. Oh, it's cool. But that is right. different. A lot of people just <clears throat> don't have these type of conversations right. in hip hop. So there is going to be resistance. I don't think that. It, it totally bars her because it's a record. We're not, when we're listening to the record and we're having fun, we're not thinking about her sexuality. Yeah. But we are talking about in terms of branding and in terms of how people are viewed. And sometimes things, it, fans are reluctant or certain people are reluctant because they view people a certain way because yeah. they just don't understand. That's fair enough. So let's end with this. She's yeah. very talented. I hope she keeps doing the freestyles. Absolutely. And if people don't like you because you're gay, Fuck them. <laughs> you know Straight what I mean? Up. There's like a whole audience. There's a lot of girls growing up who are gay, who are young, who are black, or who She's are Spanish, who are going to look up to you. So just be you, do you, drop more music. And right? and just to keep it a band like this nigga love to say. Yo, she <laughs> raps better than... Yes. Yeah, she's a... 99. She raps better than Nicki right now. Okay, okay. Remy and her could go, go neck to neck. Mm. Of course, Rhapsody's Rhapsody, but like... Name name no, me a female rapper that, that that young young that's man not in is now at all. killing on the mic. She's not, Yo, she is nice as a motherfucker. That's not in question. That's never been in question. And finally, the Nick Cannon interview. Look, to be honest, we've had some pretty painful guest episodes in the past with rappers who haven't had much to say, but Nick instantly felt like a fourth cast member. And of course, we had to ask him about Azalea Banks having a meltdown on the Wild and Out set. Season 12 of Wild and Out is on now. Pretty amazing. Uh, Nick, is Azalea Banks the best or worst guest you've ever had on Wild and Out? Uh, she wasn't the best on set, but afterwards, <laughs> goddamn. We like, got to play the video and then you got to give us the play-by-play -play of what absolutely. really went down. Let's check this out. My boy Nick Cannon is so petty. How petty is he? He couldn't get Cardi B, so he got Azalea Uglands. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not fair. Go ahead, Bobby J. Sorry, can I just say that was very anti-black. We are not, no colorism here on Why did y'all pull up with so many anti-black jokes for Azalea <laughs> Banks? Yeah, she got it light on set. That's what, like, to me, that's the thing. I thought it was much worse. Like, I saw the whole thing she wrote. I'm like, yeah, oh, man. And that's, that's why I was like, it's funny because I told her, you know, because she actually, she, had, she broke down. And I was like, yo, anything you don't want to air, just mm -hmm. let me know. And we won't do it because if she 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 said it right there. She said that's very anti-black. I was like, yo, you know that's not what I'm about. But mm -hmm. if you feel that way, I'll take it out. And then when she went on that rant the next day, I was like, all right, well, I gotta let the world see what really happened to show that she was overreacting. Mm -hmm. right. But really, you understand that that comes from self hurt and and, and yeah. self hatred within mm -hmm. because and then she exudes it out like you know they always say you know people display their worst behavior when they don't understand themselves mm -hmm. so she as you can hear it in her comments and when she speaks out it's she doesn't she probably has had those problems and insecurities of being a darker complected woman that and in her community because she often talks about dating white men and all mm -hmm. that stuff yeah. she's probably not looked at as beautiful yeah. to her other peers so when she hears when she hears dc young fly say with your ugly ass but from dc though like he's darker than her and uglier than her what she had said in the rant right is yeah. that like there were white like um 
Yo, white it. people that that worked on the show that was like laughing and going in the most. Yo, so, so I didn't think it was DC. Yo, no. D- Everybody seen DC roast people on, online. Man, I, I I felt the father in me came out. The mm-hmm. patriarch just took over because I watched this young lady break down before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because like one, day, ultimately what it was, she was just embarrassed. And, and couldn't handle that level. And she probably was, like she said, like, oh, the show's scripted, I wasn't prepared. No, you and your team was bullshit. And we said, these are the games we're playing, this is what you want. Tell us what, we say this to everybody coming on the show. Tell, when right. y'all come on the show, because y'all motherfuckers come on the show. Right. They say, tell us what you want to stay away from. Right. You know what I mean? If there's certain things you don't want to say, no, she's fine, have fun, you know she loves it. Okay, okay so cool. We're going to play this game. Right. We're going to play, and usually, because like, if certain people come on, they'd be like, yo, you know, Rick Ross will come on. Hey, let's stay away from the officer, Ricky shit. There was yeah. no fat jokes. With. Yeah. My nigga, that's my nigga. We ain't gonna go there. But if when she came on, it was fair game. So we played the so petty game. And what happened was she didn't, I don't whether she's a fan of the show, didn't know what was going on. She was a deer in headlights, and I I watched everything like just like when you see somebody just have a breakdown. Yeah. She she starts saying, the, the light-skinned girls in the audience are making fun of me and this uh. people. And, then, like, and like I'm like, nobody's I was like, yo, let's just walk off stage and like pure tears and I had to sit her down like give her some wine like look this is what you got and and because that's what we didn't see yeah no nah, you didn't but see was that was she receptive to any of the stuff that you were telling her because she made it sound like she left and you guys never had a conversation but think about it you saw the entire episode mm-hmm. and this is what this is what I felt was beautiful and even in the message that I wrote back to her I was like the fact we had a conversation she calmed down mm-hmm. and I was like if you really want to display what a strong black woman is you're going to go right back out there in front of Atlanta mm-hmm. and let them know yeah that may have hurt my Feelings, but I'm here to play. I'm here to have a good time. DC Young Fly apologized to her. Everybody clapped. It was an amazing thing. We kept the show going. She you played. Know. She performed a little song at the yeah. end and all that too shit. Much, like, but you know, what bugs me? <laughs> see, the thing that bugs me out is like I grew up in the era of your mom, your mother. Like you know what I mean? Like I grew up in the era of your mother. Like me and my friends, we used to call each other each other's mother's names. Like in school, <laughs> like I'm from Harlem. Like right. we joke on each other all the time. Walking into that, it's like somebody saying, "Yo, all right." I'm gonna come uh, train for boxing, but I don't want to get punched in the face. Right. Mm-hmm. And you known as a slugger. Yeah, yeah you, you known. <laughs> but you don't want to get punched in the face. Yeah, but win. But this is how I looked at it, right? I right. hear what you're saying, right? I, I don't know how you, you have uh, the guest prep for the show, but maybe she like she's Instagram funny. Like, or sometimes she's clowning then, people on Instagram. She's funny, but in person, she might not have no quick witty comebacks. Yeah, but when just but think about how we set it, it up. We we Yo. prepare yeah. everybody in the So she should have been prepared, yeah. right? Or not even that. Like we, I surrounded her with amazing comedians. There's yeah. people that come on the show. Black China came on the show and didn't say shit. You yeah. know what I mean? She just. <laughs> it was a great episode yeah. because we were like, okay. So oh, you lean on the comedians. Yeah, we like get your back. Absolutely, you don't have to do anything. Roll it off, she didn't have to play that game. She there's several times. Shoot, Fat Joe came on there and was like, you know what? Y'all say something about me, I'm smacking fire out of anybody. <laughs> Joe said his ass over there, and we did the show, and it was a great show right, right, because right. we know what. Now, if you're gonna jump in the fire, like <laughs> you got, you gonna get burned. Right, you know what absolutely. I mean? And that's and you're there to have fun, but when people take themselves too seriously. So here's the crazy part, right? If you guys could please pull up this quote. So all of the people that she's gone at, she went at you, the show, Nikki, uh, Beyonce, oh, everyone, yeah. and some reason it's Elon Musk that she ends up apologizing, apologizing to. Apologizing to the white man. I, I just said that. She apologized to the white man. She apologized to the other man. Do you think the it's really man. a race I'll, issue? Is that the only thing she's acknowledged that she, like, like, to be honest, she went on a comedy show a road show, road show and she caught feelings. I don't think she understand, uh, understood that to apologize yet. That, but the, she attacked him personally. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that was, that was, yeah, How'd you feel about that one? That was silly, man. I'm, come on, man. I created Wildin' Out. Like, y'all done heard so many <laughs> damn jokes about my How could somebody hurt your feelings? Yeah, like, yeah, my feelings can't get hurt. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I felt hurt for you. I was like, I hope Nick don't don't view this. Like, damn, I tried to extend an nah, And that's when I ran out. I was like, yo, I salute you. I respect you. I'm giving you nothing but yeah. love. Yeah. And, like, clearly she don't want these jokes. So right. we, we that's proven. So I'm like, look, <laughs> say what you want to say about me. Like, right, I'm... Right, right. I'm I'm probably the most secure individual you'll ever meet. So whether it's about my lupus or whatever you want to say, been throwing the same jokes at you, for, for Mariah, like, lupus, <laughs> whack records. Like. <laughs> Has there been anybody else that came onto the show that was similar to that? That kind of broke down. That maybe never aired or whatever. 
Oh, nah, that's crazy. Like, that's time I remember early on. She can't be the most sensitive motherfucker to come on there, man. Stop. Nah, I remember one time, though, and it, like, Kelly Rowland, when we were young, was like a close friend of mine, and she yeah. did me a favor by doing the show, and I was like, yo, it's gonna be all good, and we played the talk and spit game, yeah. and they hit her with so many Beyonce background did. singer, Beyonce, oh, and I, I, had, I sent her the biggest bouquet of flowers. Like, yeah. she kept it like a champ, because the thing is, like, she wasn't bothered when... She was there, but when MTV kept running that promo uh, of like, and it was just like it, it hurt me. I was I felt like shit yeah. because I she did me the favor yeah. to do it, and it's like so. But that's probably the worst. And again, like there's some cats, like there's a lot of people that come on the show and they just say, "Yo, can you take this out or can you say this?" Yeah. you know. And I and I respect that because I want everybody to have a good time. Like right. as crazy and as wild as the show seems. We we appreciate when people come through and come come actually fuck with us. So. It, it just doesn't make sense to me when because they know what they're walking into, yeah. right? Because I always say, right, like, all right, you see on South Park they got the character Timmy and he's disabled, but he's the funniest person. He, right. he has all the jokes, right? Right. So it's like, okay, if you're joking, if a disabled person gets on Wild and Out and some somebody's gonna joke on you being disabled, yeah. you have to be you have to be able to take that type of shit. And that's the thing, like Wild and Out is the wrong place to point fingers because we make fun of Everybody. transgender. <laughs> We made fun of gay people, yeah. Asians. Every, that's what it is. It's like, yo, we bringing everybody together to say, yeah, we're all different, and we can make fun of our differences. We can right. make light of it. When you take yourself too seriously, you kind of sound ridiculous, and that's when you see she gets on her soapbox, and you're like, it, it shows like it wasn't a good look for her right. to come out and say the things that she said. She got more attention, and you know, but, but that's it what she. But the music again. Again, yeah, she's a super talented it. young lady. Yeah. After we cleared up the whole Azalea Banks situation, academics also made sure to slide in a question about Nick's role in Spike Lee's 2015 film Chirac, which received some less than favorable reviews when it premiered. Here we go. The Chirac movie, Nick. Yeah, let's talk about it. Nick, you know you could have casted somebody else, bro. First of all, it wasn't my movie. It was Spike Lee, the greatest filmmaker of our generation. <laughs> yeah, he kicked up the phone first. And I, you want to hear the story? Yeah. Originally, the film was supposed to be... I wasn't even supposed to be the main character. The main characters was supposed to be Kanye and Common. And it was all about the community in, uh, wow. in Chicago. And if you think about wow. it, because he took... Spike did something ingenious in my mind. He took Lysistrata, a 2,000-year-old Greek play, and put it in Chicago for the, the satire of it. To mm -hmm. say, and he was saying, like, look, I want to show how ridiculous the gun violence is. Uh, and when you think about Lysistrata, it was all about the women withholding sex from the men who actually stopped the war. This type of stuff actually really occurred. Right. And he was like, yo, maybe we can get a ridiculous concept to bring that attention to it. Now, if that film was called something else besides Chirac, because you hear Chirac, hey, yeah, you, you think thinking so. like, 100%. oh, shit, I want to see some shoot em up bang bang right, shit. Right, and right. if it wasn't based around the concept of Chicago's violence. Because yeah, but I mean, any because it still could have been if it, it was, was called something else. You could have made a city up. Yeah, made yeah. That's so he was doing something that was you know kind of trying to go over people's heads. Yeah, and it wasn't for the hood. He didn't make that movie for the hood. If you talk to a white person every time, they're like, "Oh my God, you are amazing in Chirac," because they know yeah. Lysistrata. They're yeah. understanding that this is you know poetry, and they're and they're trying to do like it's so that in its sense, I give nothing but respect to. Spike now where I do go the way they marketed the film because they still marketed the film like it was about to be this hood yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But when they you market like you were the toughest nigga alive. Yeah, so it's like, like Nick. But and that's the thing, like however you want to perceive it, like I've acted in many different roles. I've right. done things where I've done I've been murderers in films where I was way tougher than a dude in Chirac on some over-the-top independent film shit. So any role you put in front of me, I'm going to go at that shit. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, it's my job as an actor. When I'm a filmmaker myself, you know, I got a film coming out uh, that I did with Birdman and Chris Brown and DC Young Fly that's coming out that I directed, wrote, starred in, where, you know, we're in the middle of Inglewood. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, it is what it is out there. So right. it, all, it depends where you are. But something like Chirac, it's like people got upset because of everything that's going on in Chicago. Yeah. And then Spike Lee, he, you think you about to get Malcolm X, Spike, do the yeah. right thing, <laughs> boys in the hood. Yeah. And he, get, he, he spun it on the, on, on the hood. And I think that's where people got a little upset. But I still think the film is a phenomenal mm -hmm. film. It's a phenomenal action. Actors in it. Mm -hmm. Just two last questions on that. You, any regrets? Any regrets on doing that role? And also, what you think about like the artists in Chicago? How they felt about you with that? Ah, I mean, this is the thing. I'm in Chicago every month. Yeah. Like on the South Side, and like 
peace walks, basketball with the community, like it there ever since we did that film. Like, yeah. and Spike's ultimate goal is like, yo, I just want to save lives in Chicago. And he's empowered so many people, like real guys. You know what I mean? And to this day, these are cats that we hang out with that are like from from the one from the the shooters all the way to the OGs. We still communicating, building that community day by day, investing, putting money into Chicago in a real way. So. I love every aspect of it. I have, I'm a person, I have no regrets in life. Everything that I've done that brought me to where I'm sitting at today, I'm solid with it. Mm -hmm. But to say what we're doing in that community that's not for the pageantry is outstanding, man. And I salute Spike and everybody who's a part of the process and all oh my God. I, I've signed like four artists from Chicago since then. Um, and also, even like people like Vic Mensa was in the uh, was in the film. Like that's my guy. Mac like loves we Vic Mensa. yeah, we talked shit back and forth. <laughs> nah, nah, he was Ch a little. He was mad at he was mad at Spike after the fact. Ch yeah, Chance was still um, I mean, Chance. Like that's my dude. But we still be talking shit about it. Like it's one of those things. Like yeah, let's okay. Let's, I let's mean, still love it, 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 yeah. for it to spark a larger thing for you to do more work in the community. I mean, that supersedes any perception of any type. Yeah, and it's of a piece stuff. of art. You know, know what I mean? Absolutely. That, yeah. That's the problem because people hold. My biggest problem with a lot of those movies is a lot of those people want to see a lot of people glorification, that wanna, man. They want to see a lot of bullshit because when you look at when I was a kid, I was terrified of juice. Yeah, I was terrified of juice. I'm not gonna say a lot. Like Bishop had me way more scared than Freddy Krueger. There's way more people <laughs> that look like new Bishop cats like that You're exactly right. than Freddy Krueger. But people want to see that because that's the attraction. But when you're talking about everything you're doing in the community, yeah. that's what really matters more than somebody saying, "Oh, they did the movie this type of way." And I didn't know that he was trying to flip it that way. That sounds like a great concept. It just yeah. was a communicator. And you got to go, That's a, it's all in marketing. If right. you would have, I mean, the if cast was, Samuel Jackson narrated the joint. Like, you got Angela Bassett was it. Like, I'm acting amongst the greats. You know what I mean? And like, the performances, when you think about the ability to have, it's on some Shakespeare shit, to memorize all of those sonnets and be right. able to yeah. perform, but still bring the real emotion. Like, you know, like, it's a scene, this, like one of the most powerful scenes I've ever been a part of. It was real street cats and real mothers that have lost their children holding signs of real people that have died and the whole like 200 people in tears on mm. set like when you think about that type of stuff like whether that came through and was captivated in the last scene of the movie mm -hmm. that really occurred and that's like bringing that community of Chicago together so I love I love that film and I think it's one of those things that people will embrace later on when the bullshit is clear all right, guys, that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Struggle podcast. We're off next Friday, but we'll be back very soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.